This is at Trustworthy Slav. This is at Incognito, C-O-H. CRKBlack.com build. This is the Fed Post. So it's actually good timing that you're on for today because missing Slav a member. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're, I've you're replaced now the, him. <laughs> you're now the third FedPost member. You're gonna have to be the most reactionary to fill in. Okay, oh, awesome. Great. Yeah, big shoes to fill. Great. I'm, I can play the heel. Um, I'm I'm cool to do that. I'm nice. I'm excited. <laughs> you can get out all your your most reactionary takes that you know you normally yes. wouldn't say. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I've been waiting well, yeah. for this moment my whole life. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a big reason why people come on this podcast in the first place, to be honest. <laughs> Is what to just say, like, the most reactionary thing they can Yeah, unbuckle of. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, my Keith God. Woods come on, comes on just like, oh, I can say anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to the Keith Woods episode, but I, I need to. What, hap- like, what happened? Like, what, what was the prognosis of that episode? Keith... Uh, <laughs> I think we, I mean, honestly, and it's not going to sound good to say this really, just like, uh, you know, in a broad scope, but I think we saw eye to eye on a lot of things other than like, you know, one really big thing, obviously. a big thing, specifically yeah. the, the JQ. <laughs> I hope we can talk about some of that stuff on the episode because I want to talk a lot about the, I want to talk a bit about like the whole like divide thing. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Keith, yeah. you know. You know, we've we've been actually singing his praises lately for, for, in light of everything. As funny as it sounds, in light of everything that's gone on with the, the rifts or whatever. Oh, I think uh, the rifts just, are so funny, though. I think they're hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah just, I have a lot of thoughts. And I also yeah. want to pick other people's brains because, like, I don't talk to anyone and no one talks to me. So I'm just like a lurker. So it's like good to hear what other people think as well about, like, the political divide and, like, the riffs and the factionalism and stuff. I, oh I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm just interested to like hear. Oh yeah, I totally want to talk about that with you, yeah. especially. Uh, you know, I feel yeah. like in the bonuses, I've been ranting to to Coh and stuff, and it'd be nice uh, for to get a, a different perspective on it. But uh, I mean, I really thought yeah. about that today. I was like, man, Sierra K is gonna he's gonna be a breath of fresh air for him. He's gonna have someone new to kind of bounce <laughs> that stuff yeah. off of. It's gonna be good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. I mean, I we don't have to we don't have to talk about it for the whole episode because it it is tedious no. and annoying. The only no. reason I do want to talk about it is because I don't get the opportunity to like ever. Of course. So, mm-hmm. like, of course. <laughs> Jake of doesn't course. want to listen to me talk about it. He thinks it's like completely <laughs> retarded. He's like, who the fuck is Curtis Yarvin, you retard? Like <laughs> <laughs> fucking touch grass, you dumb bitch. Um, yeah. So, See, yeah, I sympathize with that completely. I, I don't get to talk to anyone about it ever. So um yeah. yeah but other than that like we should definitely talk about other stuff for sure because i yeah we don't yeah. want to bore people with like insider we'll, based ones yeah yeah <laughs> we'll get into it in the bonus i'm thinking that's where we save all the gossipy mm-hmm. yeah. and you know retard shit that you know yeah. only the sickos that pay for our show would want to hear <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh but yeah keith we, we've been singing his praises just because uh he's been right on a lot of things but uh but yeah keith uh Keith, he, he, I feel like he met us kind of halfway on things. That's Definitely. what I think. I think he like, uh, he's like, all right, well, these are some libs. And I want to talk more broadly about the pol- political and philosophical side of the divide, not more, m- not the personalities. 
I think that that's where you kind of yeah. get into like trivia and bullshit. But like, I feel like oh, the, yeah. politi- the political and philosophical stuff is like important to chat about, which is why I kind of want to chat, not just because I don't get to spurg about it to anyone else ever, but also because I feel like there's some like interesting stuff there that we could talk about that's like not revolved around like personalities or specific incidents. So like, For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, For sure. And Keith, yeah. I'll, I'll just, yeah, I'll just quickly say that Keith is, He's definitely on his in his own lane, in a lane that got him banned off Twitter. So he's not even part of the like uh, yeah. a lot of the factualism that's been going yeah. on lately. But uh, but yeah. Anyways, aside from that, uh, we could we could start with something. We we could we could run through the news cycle because uh, yeah, yeah. Start with something light, you know, like a stabbing, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. like a stabbing, yeah, like yeah. A stabbing, I, yeah. <laughs> this Rushdie guy. So you, you haven't talked about talked about it on your show yet, right? No. Okay, so I don't, I don't know shit about this. I think Slav, Slav was like in the group chat explaining a lot of what's going on, and you were explaining some of it. But uh, are you, were you familiar? I was not familiar with this guy before he got shanked. Uh, do you? Did, were you familiar with him before this? Like, you guys aware of him? So my mom is like a fundamentalist Christian, and <laughs> um, during like the controversy, like when the Satanic versus controversy was like at its height. Um, she was like paying attention because she had a lot of animosity towards like the Muslim world at the time. And despite the fact that she has really extreme beliefs, she thought that theirs were a bridge too far, um, which I thought was really funny. So she had, she bought like, she bought a copy of the Satanic Verses um, to have in her house just to spite like the Muzzies or whatever. (laughs) Um, So this like dusty weird tome with this like weird like esoteric looking symbol on it was like in my house as a kid but I like never read it and then I remember like in the 2000s I think it sort of fled up again. I think he went into hiding again because I think because the fatwa wasn't just on him that was declared it was on um anyone who was involved in the publication of the book. And I think mm. a few, I think someone oh. in France was killed. A couple of people were killed over this book. So by the early two thousands and stuff, he was like in serious hiding because of this fatwa. So I hadn't, I knew the background yeah. of it, but I didn't know much about the satanic verses, never read it. Only knew that there was like a fatwa declared by the Ayatollah. Um, I think in 1988, I believe. Um, and that yeah. he's been in hiding since, but I guess like, uh, what I found funny or like ironic about it is that like as soon as the stabbing occurred in like broad daylight and it was obviously brutal he was like stabbed 12 times and like he's gonna lose an eye right Um, right like liberals immediately came out and were like oh like free speech is so important and like democratic values and all of this fucking bullshit and Biden and Hillary Clinton and all of these people came out (laughs) spouting empty platitudes about like democracy and shit meanwhile like like the last couple of years have shown like how willing they are to throw all of that under the bus. Mm-hmm. If it serves their like interests, like COVID, like all the stuff that all of our like little schizo spears has been talking about for the last couple of years. Like that's like all a de- like an indictment against their like so-called commitment to democracy. And you mm-hmm. see the same hypocrisy in like Ukraine and all of this stuff. And I just thought that like Islamic extremism, like rearing its head is sort of like exposing a lot of the hypocrisy of liberals at the moment, especially when it comes to like encouraging things like zealotry and censorship. And like, didn't Dave Chappelle like nearly get shot the other day <laughs> because someone oh, yeah. Like, his yeah. Joke? <laughs> like yeah. um, Will Smith is 
punch someone out because he didn't he thought his wife was like offended by something like it's it's becoming normalized like in these so-called like western democracies like the zealotry that we laugh at in other cultures is like kind of normal now um or becoming more normal and it's just i don't know i found it like ironic and and silly that there was all that noise being made um (laughs) yeah yeah, there's something in the water. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Mass psychosis. I know, yeah, Chappelle, his thing was the the trans guy. I don't know if we ever talked about it on the show, but like, oh yeah, no, nah, he wasn't trans. He was like, I'm not even sure what happened here. Will you will you expand you on that, CRK? No, I don't see. I mean, I saw some murmurings. I feel like, or like when you said that, it sounded familiar. But then I realized, oh, I don't know any information about this. Oh yeah. So Chappelle, yeah, he was doing like some stand up and then this guy like jumped on the stage and tackled him and uh had like a fake gun with a knife attachment what? to it. Yeah. For real, yeah. And Could he like tried a musket? To, yeah. Not, like with the <laughs> long sword thing on the end of it. Though. It was like a makeshift gun. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a makeshift gun with like a fucking knife on the end of it. <laughs> Weird. Like, yeah, he said return to tradition. <laughs> no, no, that, was, <laughs> that makes that makes sense though. Like that, that. No, it was like a small mini gun with like a little like knife. Like you could pull the trigger and the knife came out or something. Something trippy. I don't know what. Whoa, it was, like, what the, like, I don't know how he got in there with that. But like shot like a ninja star or some shit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, a lot of like, improvised guns recently. The Shinzo yeah, yeah. Abe guy. Oh, yeah. uh, his his assassinator he uh, had oh, the yeah. same kind of situation i mean it wasn't a it wasn't as cool as like a ninja star shooter uh, but it was a homemade <laughs> yeah. gun yeah oh yeah it was some weird shit yeah everybody's getting creative it's crazy yeah. it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy to me but like the, the reason why i bring these up because everyone's sort of they it's because the news cycle moves so quickly and like we're in this like yeah. accel- accelerated like schizophrenic paradigm or whatever and like no every these incidents happen and everyone was just like i don't know why it matters but i'm like it's kind of like starting to show a trend of it being normal to like attack and like people will justify it as well they'll be like this is great like uh that person deserved i remember when chris rock got slapped like the first response to that including from like major people um was like oh yeah he deserved he deserved that like you know, joking about Jada, yeah. joking about Jada, and then <laughs> the same thing. Like there wasn't as much noise made about Dave Chappelle's. Uh, or he could have died, but there was still people saying, "Well, he should watch what he says," and this and that. Like, damn, it reminded me also of like during January sixth, uh, the lady who was shot in the head, mm-hmm. um, Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt, yeah. Like after she was shot in the head, like the stuff that you were seeing from like liberals and leftists on social media, like literally dancing on people's graves. Oh, yeah. Um, And like celebrating their deaths. And then in the same breath, they're now breathlessly making statements about Salman Rushdie and like sending well wishes and like making empty platitudes about like freedom of speech. It's like really monstrous. And I guess the reason why I'm like still picking at this bone is because like, I guess the previous election was like quite a pivotal point for me in terms of like my trajectory. And I just see this since then, I've just seen accumulation after accumulation of like, the left just openly sort of betraying its like values like constantly constantly in this like really obvious like narcissistic way um Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter how much it accumulates it doesn't seem to puncture like their their moral cover at all um yeah yeah it just it's bothersome (laughs) yeah all the attacks on public figures it definitely feels like uh like a trend or like cracks in like the collective psyche or something. I mean, I Chappelle, Chris Rock and this Rushdie guy who I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, 
I I feel like I distinguish them from like political people, like yeah. uh, like the Japanese guy. Like, I don't really know much about him or whatever, but like you know, RBG, Colin Powell, Kavanaugh, like people like that who like you know either die or get hurt or whatever. Yeah. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Because like no. they're 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 in power. I mean, it's different. I feel like there's a difference between like uh you know you know, like celebrating it or whatever, or like, you know, and all that. But like, I don't really care what happens to them. Cause mm. I mean, they're people of, of power. I mean, this rusty guy's just like a commentator, right? Yeah. I mean, well, he's Chappelle, like a writer. Chris Rock. He's yeah, a writer. They're just, and like, yeah, they're just commentators. The, the idea, it's not even about them as individuals at all. I don't really care. It's more in principle, like the West is currently like in Ukraine, like, you know, t- talking about spreading de- and protecting democracy. Meanwhile, at home, writers and artists are being like ass- assaulted on on stage and things right, like right, that. Like right. that's the kind of that's the hypocrisy there is like not just that, like the censorious environment on social media, the fact that the mm-hmm. Biden administration has declared this like bogus war on um, disinformation and also war on domestic terror, which has incredibly nebulous like, you know, outlines in terms of what that is. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of worrying to see and COVID, like all of this stuff, uh, we see this like bigger push towards a more censorious culture. Uh, people, human human rights abuses are co- currently happening. Assange is another example. Like there's just countless examples. And yeah, to see them, to see that like Biden make a statement about Rushdie that included platitudes about democracy <laughs> while like just a few weeks ago he was getting chummy with like Saudi fucking <laughs> like the Saudi Arabian government or whatever it just doesn't make fucking sense to me and I don't know maybe people are just desensitized to the to it now because it just is it's a state of nature yeah I mean shit you're talking about the censorious like overall air that's going on here I got fucking banned off Twitter uh permanently just the other day oh, yeah uh, oh, just because I responded to Marek uh and said election equals fortified um oh and they God. they took me out of there so yeah i mean right. i know it's not on the same level as like a physical attack or anything but no yeah i mean people are going to be spitting platitudes about free speech and then that kind of shit's happening just like on a daily basis on a second to second basis here yeah so, but yeah. they're literally saying like all of these like crazy teary-eyed libs after the salman rushi thing they're literally saying oh my god free speech is so important and this is why we have to protect free speech and it's like literally you guys are the same people that literally weeks ago were calling for people to be banned for saying that um, masks were not serving the function that, you know, it was propagated that they served or something trivial mm-hmm. like that or whatever. Like people lost their jobs. People lost uh, prestige. People lost all kinds of things, you know, and for them to just it just. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, it's again, it's another one of those so, sort of seemingly trivial cultural issues that kind of reveals where we're at and oh, it's, yeah. it's depressing <laughs> yeah it's very telling uh yeah. it does make you wonder just like how much how much longer can they keep that up you know that like whole simulacrum of being the you know the most empathetic and the most pro-democracy and the most in the light and then you know the most progressive when you know pretty much every action of theirs in uh reality is pretty much to the contrary of that and it really yeah. does make you wonder how long can like just they keep this facade going because it seems like you're saying it is almost like a fact of nature, like yeah. that people are just like, yeah, uh, I guess they aren't really keeping up to this and they are being hypocrites, but like, uh, I'm not going to think much about that. Yeah. 
exactly <laughs> exactly i but it's yeah like i said it's like a state of nature at this point um which is why yeah. like people are just sort of like desensitized to it um and it kind of reminded me of another thing that happened recently as well there was that did you guys read that crumpler article on um dime square that came out mm, no you didn't see it Mm-mm. no no oh so some um kind of like lib journalist went to a i think it was like a a shoot um that was done by this dime square filmmaker named peter vack i believe mm-hmm. and he then wrote a piece a scathing piece about his experience claiming that the whole thing devolved into like a council session of him and that like they all turned on him and that it was like this like um, crucible like mob atmosphere. And he told this like huge tale of woe about how Curtis Yarvin and his friends like piled on him or whatever. And I just thought it was funny that he um, didn't get any sort of self-awareness from that experience, considering that that's shit that the left does to people constantly. Oh, yeah. um, it's just, the, it's the same principle again at play. And I just thought it was funny, like seeing that there, that he didn't have like that bracing moment of self-awareness that, Oh shit. Like this is what the left does to people all the time. He was still like, no, I'm a victim. And like, these people are uniquely evil. Um, it's just like this weird, horrible mentality that they have. Uh, it's like really, it's so, it's so arrogant. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. fucking arrogant. Yeah. It's deeply narcissistic for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. Everybody's opportunistic about that that type of thing um and yeah i mean as far as the free speech thing i mean it's 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 funny too because like especially with what coh what happened to coh well you got banned first for saying choke on ma- maple syrup right that was the first one. yeah i told that man that was a long time ago i think that was the first one yeah <laughs> right right but the fortify thing that's in time magazine mm-hmm. they, no that's i their didn't, language i thought i was in the clear i even yeah. thought i was like i'm gonna say fortified instead of rigged here and i should be clear but apparently not. So, damn, that's that's wild that they're updating the uh, the algo or something for for catching that. I, that's that's wild because yeah, catch on sarcasm or something. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but yeah, as far as the free speech thing, it's just funny because I mean, aside from the fact that you can get can't uh, you know fired from your job for not mm-hmm. having the latest uh, woke woke patch update or whatever. I mean, I watched them literally censor people for yeah questioning the election in real time. I yeah. like saw that happen, you know, just for asking a question or whatever. We got our like, episodes hey, this, taken down. Yeah. Hey, this data looks weird. Gone. You're just, you're just gone. You know what I mean? Like not even saying anything crazy. So, yeah. I mean, any idea of like freedom of speech is kind of a, it's kind of a joke right now. Cause I mean, it's, it's obviously not, not real. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, there's, there's definitely that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little confused because why are the libs like, why why are they defending him because he's critiquing islam isn't that supposed to be the right-leaning thing i know that's kind of flipped lately but like that's kind of weird i mean from what slav was telling me is that like he's like part of a bill maher circle or whatever like mm-hmm. bill maher being like i'm one of the free speech lefties and mm-hmm. he's critiquing islam and i'm atheist and i fuck with that like mm-hmm. uh that's the sense i'm getting but like you, you, i didn't know like hillary clinton and like all these dems were Mm-hmm. saying this i didn't know that mm-hmm. so that's kind of confusing to me because like isn't he supposed to be bad for like critiquing islam like i thought that was a whole i mean i guess completely it, shift? it's because it's it puts the that side of the left like in a really weird optical i guess kerfuffle if they are seen to be indifferent to the fact that someone has been stabbed 
for a book in a liberal democracy. So I guess they had to scramble to come out to defend him. Whereas I guess usually they would disagree with him or whatever. Um, oh, because it happened in Jersey, right? It happened. Yeah, in and it was in yeah, it was in New York, I believe. Oh, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask where it happened. Yeah, it happened in New York. It happened. He's been in, living in America for I think a decade or so. Um, and yeah, like that. I think that there and there's also a lot of crossover. The way that these issues get picked and dropped, like there's there was there are times where Islam has like been seen as like revolutionary like especially with like black political struggle stuff and then there are times where it's seen as reactionary um, <laughs> right, it's right, like right. it's like dotted all over the political spectrum right um, yeah <laughs> and it's usually appropriated by whoever like finds it the most politically like expedient either to make it yep. a boogeyman or like a very protected category yeah um yep. so the relationship like islam even has to the west is like very dysfunctional and like schizophrenic to begin yeah. with anyway <laughs> yeah that's true it's yeah. such a weird weird thing now because now yeah. like yeah i remember like the right used to hate fucking islam and now they're like yo they're based they're oh, based, based for fighting back the the, so the liberal degeneracy or whatever and now the libs are like oh islam's very reactionary so what it's very it's like it wasn't even that long ago that this was like flipped so it's very oh, yeah. very strange oh yeah that makes it's sense. really bad and it's because they can never take <laughs> Uh, foreign, especially Americans. No offense uh, to to you guys, <laughs> but having lived having lived on the other side of the pond, it's really difficult for Americans to take foreigners as like people, um, as like whole whole individual like people who are capable no of like <laughs> yeah. good and evil or whatever. Like there's right, always right, exactly. It's right. either extreme, either or, like either extreme romanticism or like um, uh, like complete like you know suspicion and fear and Mm -hmm. you know i feel like that's the reason why there's like so many weaves in america as well like that extreme romanticism of like other cultures is like a feature of like american like cultural production um that's true yeah you guys are characters to us you know yeah like well you're you're like a like like, when i went to american (laughs) high school can you imagine like i was fresh out of like a british boarding school and then my mom got a job in Washington, D.C. And I had to go. To, I was going to like a public school with like 2000 fucking students with like a Harry Potter accent. Like, can you imagine how <laughs> easy it was for me to acclimatize myself to America? The school bus was not fun. Um, yeah, I still I have imagine. nightmares. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. This is this is a throwback. This is, This whole conversation is kind of like a. A throwback I, I, it's wild like, yeah because sometimes it's good to throw back because yeah really like we're so deterritorialized <laughs> and i guess that's yep. the reason why i keep harping on these dumb issues is because like they they haven't resolved themselves yet like we're still in the shit guys <laughs> like oh, yeah. i know that there's a million oh, yeah. other novel interesting schizo things happening but like the last the the, the sort of time following the last election has brought some very worrying trends that are only going to accelerate and have begun to accelerate. And all of these different accumulation of instances uh, have proven that. And like, I feel like we have to be like watchful, I guess, um, despite the fact that it's like probably not gonna, like nothing's gonna happen about it. But I think it's important to kind of watch like the trajectory of where we're heading. And yeah, a lot of what's happening is like unprecedented. Um, you mentioned like the Abe shooting, like that rocked my world that day when that happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how you guys took it, but I, that, I was like, kind of like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I 
again, I don't I don't know much about him, so I feel weird talking about it. But like, yeah, I mean, commentators like this rusty guy or like a comedian, Chappelle or whatever. Uh, you know, I don't think, you know, a joke, you know, like going doing all that over a joke is fucking insane to me. And yeah. also I'm probably biased because I'm a commentator, I guess, quote unquote. Probably, I'm probably protecting like, whoa, my whoa, own whoa, commentator? Well, All come good. On. In the clear. No one worry <laughs> oh, about no. them. The worst that they'll do is like throw a milkshake at you or something, which isn't that tomato. bad. Or tomato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that bad. Yeah. Man, if it's a good milkshake, I'll pick it up and finish the rest of that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, politicians, I, I don't, you know, if, if they pass some yeah. bill that fucked over your life or whatever, hey, I understand. No, no, no. I'm not. The only reason I bring up Shinzo Abe is because it's like a... It's it's not it's been a I don't think Japan has seen like the murder of like a major head of state for like I don't think oh, yeah, no, that was crazy. But that I not because I'm concerned not because I'm concerned about his rights or anything. And it was the guy who shot him was actually a disgruntled um basically it was to do with like this um Korea it was this is the story that kind of went around was it was there's this Korean cult called the Moonies. I don't know if you've heard of them. Oh yes, yes, the yeah, unification yeah. church. They did all of those mass weddings yeah. and things. Um, and they got kicked out of America because of like um, uh, immigration fraud or some shit. And then mm. they had like their headquarters in South Korea. But then apparently Abe's father was like tight with the head of the, the, the unification church. And the first unification church in Japan was like built on Abe's father's like land or some something along those lines. So there's like ties between the Abe family and the unification church. And um there's all these like cults in Japan and they cause a lot of issues. And the guy who shot Abe, his mother had apparently donated their like family's life savings to um, the Moonies and basically bankrupted the family. And so he was like obviously bereft and annoyed and pissed and decided to take his anger out on Abe because of the connection that he had to the church. So that's like the speculation about why. Yeah, (laughs) Slav was explaining this is some weird shit because I know the Moonies are like... They have some ties. That cult has ties with yeah. the Korean president that like left. Like yeah. was like a Rasputin figure for yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. president. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. she had to leave because yep. she was like exposed as had it's, ties to this cult. Japan's fascinating. Cult, yeah. Because this we have like the whole spirit we have a spiritual void in the West as well, but their spiritual void like is pretty pretty was like really intensified by like the end of um their feudal order like the em- when mm-hmm. emperor worship ended kind of left a void and that was like sort of filled by all of these like different cult sects that started to gain a lot of financial and political power uh-huh. and got a lot of access so the so the problems in asia in southeast sorry in east asia sorry um have a lot to do with like separation of church and state fights kind of that's like the uh-huh. The most Western kind of way I can put it, I guess. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting to see those those parallels like there and like <laughs> what's going on there and stuff. Um, yeah. No, it was shocking. It was shocking, especially yeah. the gunny. You especially because they don't have guns, and the yeah. fucking gunny ad was some fucking like yeah. weird ass fucking contraption. Yeah. That shit was like bugged out. <laughs> it was kind bugged out. 3D printed like <laughs> NFT gun or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A one of one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my but, goodness. Uh, but yeah. It is it is crazy just talking about the war on terror and you know, you know, it just it just came and went. And you know, I mean the NSA is still tapping our phones. That's one thing that lingers, but it's all just kind of forgotten about. I mean, I haven't I still think about it. I haven't forgotten about it. And oh, it's yeah. like 
It, yeah, I still yeah, remember nine yeah, eleven every single day. All those brave people that died yeah. that day in that tower, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, God bless them, honestly. But yeah, no, that was a joke. The so brave I, people. Who are they going to be talking yeah. about COVID in the same way in the next ten years? That's exactly what I'm <laughs> thinking. Yeah, it's kind of like a depressing thought because it's like we're all going to be schizos into like eternity, just sort of like archiving these. Uh, really tragic events where we saw yeah. like more and more of our freedoms get like rolled back or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what, what else was going on? There's a, uh, so, okay. There's the uh, senators took a trip to Taiwan. I don't I don't even, I don't even want to talk about that. I don't know what's going on with that. That's some, uh, Nancy some Pelosi got shit. the gang. They, they headed perked back up. out They're there. all zandied up and perked <laughs> up. And they're, they're just yeah. hopped on the flight to oh, Kafazan. She just got to re-up. She's like, all right, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, what about this uh, Andrew Tate guy? So are you... Oh, my are you, God. Are you familiar with this, Angie? Are you, are you yes. aware of... He's been you everywhere. Okay. He's been everywhere. Literally. CH, are you, are you aware of this? Are you I've never to? heard of this man. Okay. So let's y'all can unfold it for me and I'll listen. <laughs> oh fuck okay. oh fuck i just googled him now i'm seeing him yeah okay you know fuck him. yeah 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 i was listening to a, a podcast tom segura's podcast and they were talking about him actually my boyfriend he's likes bad. tom segura he's good this shit's funny what was he saying yeah he's just like the, he looks i don't know if is he like he's like racially ambiguous bald guy he's half black and half is he really Oh my he god! He said that was such a disappointment. Like, oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he a Blasian? No, 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 no. We don't claim him. No, uh, <laughs> no. He's he's half uh, black, half Romanian, some Eastern European, some oh. runoff, Bosnian, Bosnian. Some, ugh, yeah, I was gonna no say because I'm a Blarup, and I hate that the like mixed community has like produced him. I think that. <laughs> We should be we should be apologizing. <laughs> like, I I didn't know I thought he looked racially ambiguous, but I didn't I couldn't tell. I thought maybe he was just like a funky looking white guy because you know like when white guys shave their heads, sometimes they look kind of racially ambiguous. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get the yeah. Sean King look. Yeah, With they the pan. do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, he's he's. In he's He's basically like, um, what is he? Is he? He's he like an MRA or something? MRA? He he uh, MRN? Wait, wait, what? What? Like M- an MRA. a men's rights activist or some shit? Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he, they were calling he, that uh, just based these days. Basically, red pilled. Yeah, he's just Chad. Yeah, so he's no, just he, Chad. He's just a hot blooded man. Um, and we're all just jealous <laughs> yeah he used to be in the ufc so he's got that tie i think he's muslim my oh. friends were telling me that he's like he's muslim and he's got four wives so he's oh, trad, he's trad and based and mormon trad. or islam pilled or whatever <laughs> mormon uh, or islam pilled <laughs> yeah he's, he's covering all the bases uh and he's he's popping off right now he's very this, the weird thing about yeah he's he's manosphere guy he's just like you know Fill in the blank of whatever you think a manosphere guy would be saying. He's he's, he's saying all that in a kind of cartoonish way, uh, and he's 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 trending a lot. I swear to God, I think he followed me like a year Dude, ago. Oh, I swear go. to God, I think he had like thirteen thousand followers, and he was following me, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this dude?" And this pin tweet is like, "You need to fucking." I don't know. It was like some Rivellino shit. Like you need to fuck yeah, face. You need to do. You yeah, need to be yeah. Ch- yeah, it's like all that stupid shit. And he's like, he's following me, and he like. He like had, you know, all the typical 
pickup artist PUA red pilled grifter shit of like you know pose, posing in front of cars, <laughs> posing posing in front of women, women in cars, and you know he's he's like on the couch with four like supermodels, and like he's staring at a TV screen, and the TV screen has his own face on it, and it just that shit just blew my <laughs> mind. I was like, whoa, this dude is like you know new levels like, of Chad. It's just like so fake and gay though. Like he's he doesn't not, mean it. Yeah, he he's doesn't not mean real. It. He's no, like a he might mean it, but this dude's fucking nah. retarded. But even I don't think then, he means it. even then, like there's so many different like iterations of this guy that have come up recently, especially since like the since TikTok came about, because that's usually like where they go viral because it's like the most like yeah. clip worthy inflammatory stuff that tends to go viral on there, and like. um Kevin Samuels is another one who had a similar business model. I don't know if you guys heard of him or saw any of his videos, um, but they were equally as hilarious as they were sadistic. <laughs> he basically would um, get very like young, dumb like women with self-esteem issues to call into his show um, and rate them based upon their attributes and kind of pick them apart. Um, oh my God. And because it, he did it in this sort of humorous way, <laughs> It, it, his clips went viral and uh he sort of became this like um agent of the manosphere and he built a business model off of it and it's like so obvious that it's like not really about what they're saying isn't stuff that they really mean like they don't fucking care it's a it's a good business model because the attention they get from outrage and you know all the, of those other things can then be like alchemized into other forms of like currency or whatever the fuck oh yeah and it pisses me off that like you see people like Hassan and like H3H3 having people like Andrew Tate on their shows to like debate them. And it's just like, it's like wrestling. It's so stupid. And I'm like, who Wait, watches really? this? Yeah. Hassan had him on. Uh, H3 also had Andrew Tate on his show and they were like debating him. Like he was a serious person and being like, I can't believe you have these misogynistic views. And it was just like, are we, are we serious right now? Has, is this what's like replaced wrestling? Is people just like... Oh my God. Yeah. I'm seeing this. Hassan triggers Andrew Tate. Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's this like is fucking Ben of, Shapiro shit. This it's is, half yo, of this, YouTube. It's literally oh half God. of YouTube is this shit. Like this is what like political discourse is now. Um, WWE, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's WWE. It's like entertainment. It has absolutely no intellectual merit or value whatsoever. And the people who are doing it are doing it to aggrandize themselves and to launch careers in a cynical way. And that's not to say that Andrew Tate probably isn't a dick or that he's not like a misogynist, but it's not like they treat him like he's like Trump. Like speaking of Avatar, he, it's like he, they treat him like he's the fire lord. And like, he's like fucking, like he's like, like what he says matters or like, it's just really fucking frustrating to watch. Um, yeah. Dumb. Yeah, exactly. I saw that picture of him staring at a TV of his own face and I like, that's not someone I, I would like think to like, oh, let me, let me talk to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't take that guy seriously. He's yeah, like a jester. On. You just kind of, you, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. Uh, sometimes it's, it's going to be absurdly funny because of how just ridiculous it is. And then you kind of move past it in that he way. He literally like said, I would like never talk to a woman or something along those lines. Like he was like, just like ridiculous shit like that. Like just stuff that's like clearly meant to sound like the most inflammatory 
like thing possible. He, he said something about I was just reading a quote on one article and I googled them about he said quote women have no sense of personal responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> he was like if your boy crashes his car he's gonna be like yeah that was my bad, but your girl crashes her car she's gonna be like some guy came out of nowhere, <laughs> and that was like the wow. quote that he gave. <laughs> so yeah, he's just saying ridiculous shit that's just like inflammatory. He's playing he's playing the villain that like liberals have in their heads. Yeah. Like when liberals think of like and like leftists think of like the bad like right wing guys, that's who they're imagining is imagining is this like swaggering, racially ambiguous, um, <laughs> <laughs> like you know egghead who's gonna like say all the things that get them like libidinally excited. Um, it's sick. You're right. You're right. You're totally right. It really is 100% WWE shit. That's really sick. he's just the heel. He's just like I'm. The I'm the heel. heel. It's an and easy I mean, job. You know, it's literally an easy job. Any of us could do it tomorrow. If you get tired of your job, quit everything and create like a fake persona based upon all of the trigger points of the left and you'll be a millionaire in no time. Yeah, <laughs> you can't take if, this guy serious. Especially if you're like charismatic. You just need a little bit of charisma and like a personality disorder and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't debate this guy. You just got to take a few notes and then ignore him. You know, that's 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 it, really. That's all I would do with with what he says. But uh, but yeah, I mean, he's take you know, a I mean, few even, notes. Hold on, hold on, run that back. No, and, and anyways, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like the WWE thing. I mean, Trump kind of had that flair to him too. I mean, he literally was in WWE, and yeah. some of the crazy things that Trump said initially was yeah. kind of of that effect of like, yo, let me just rile some shit up, and then he never really backed it up. I mean, he never really went hard like hard socially right i mean he didn't really go that way this about andrew tate i will say though he did back it up apparently because apparently the reason why he's getting a lot of like he's even in the limelight in the first place is that he was on like the show big brother or something yeah he got kicked off of big brother because a video came out of him beating a woman with a belt Wow. So, okay. yeah, I mean, he's okay. kind of backing it up. You know, he's putting okay. his nuts on the table. Okay, so he's <laughs> backing it okay. up. He's putting his nuts on the table. But even then, like, he's he's just an anti-social douchebag. Yeah, and he's terrible. Yeah, that's who the internet <laughs> is for. Like, Hassan, like, goes and, like, jizzes on Eastern European hookers and calls them comrades and workers or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, for like, real. This is who right. this, like, realm is for. It's for the most anti-social degenerates on oh, any wow. and like all mm-hmm. of except the, for us of course except right, for right. us of course <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I am an antisocial degenerate but for jesus so <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the right reasons <laughs> for the right reasons <laughs> but no well, I, I mean he's not faking he's really I mean, a scumbag wow <laughs> it, it, it's true like they are it's like it's like it's a, it's for it and i'm not saying you everybody within it is an antisocial degenerate but if you are one you will thrive um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's like an it's like an evolutionary adaptation to be an, a fucking antisocial degenerate. So it doesn't oh, yeah. surprise me that these people have like horrible skeletons in their closets, um, or that their personas are somewhat tied into their um, real pro- real proclivities. But that doesn't make it any less performative. It's it's hyper reality. Oh, yeah. It's still hyper reality at the end of it. Big Brother was a reality show, right? Yeah, it's hyper yeah, reality. These people yeah, live in hyper in hyper reality. Like they're not on the same plane as us most of the time. It's like when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Like in his mm-hmm. head, he's like the cool guy. I'm he's acting Will right Smith. now. Yeah, he's <laughs> Will Smith. He's always right, right. there. He's always inhabiting his like kayfabe, the same way that these people are always like inhabiting their kayfabe, and that must be a very abysmal existence. 
but it pays um and it works like why it's not as if like hassan is like dumb enough not to know that andrew isn't worth debating but he knows it's going to get lots of views and that people are going to tune into the fucking wrestling fight yeah i mean wow the the domino effect from fucking survivor being on air is fucking fucking wild (laughs) i've I've heard it's only a matter of time until the dsa bros go on big brother dude yeah yeah honestly (laughs) they gotta do uh what would you what would your job be on the commune but as a tv show they gotta yeah they gotta set oh that my up. god I'm that sure would be the would best reality tv show ever <laughs> yeah. it would jersey be like, short to Chaz. yes yeah, it would yeah. be like e-girls with guns and like oh god fucking, <laughs> like bronies Fuck. <laughs> i've heard too that he like he has a mark a multi-level marketing scheme andrew yeah. tate my friend was explaining like he Andrew Tate, apparently he has a scheme where like that account that followed me might not have been him. It might have been some. Oh, he's getting his he name paid. out there. He pays a person to be to pretend to be him. So he's got mad accounts out there. Uh-huh. And then that person like recruits someone else all with the incentive of like, hey, if you do this for me and get this like chump change, you're going to you're going to end up a millionaire. You're gonna Pyramid be part of scheme. Empire. Hell yeah, dude. That's the yeah. Sigma grind set right there. This oh, man's yeah. a true Sigma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Selling vector knives and all types of shit. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> vector someone, knives. <laughs> I heard someone the other day compare this sort of grift to OnlyFans for men. Um, mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yo, yeah. OnlyFans with the, uh, what is it, the referral code or whatever. Of like, oh, yeah. if you refer someone, you get like a discount or whatever. Yeah. And just like how dumb girl, a lot of dumb girls with like nothing else going for them resort to that. A lot of dumb guys with nothing else going for them right. resort to like streaming and like pouring themselves out for attention by making these like depraved characters like Ethan as well. His arc was quite depressing to watch because I remember liking H3 when he was doing sketch comedy in the early days. And now he just looks fucking fat and miserable and like he hates his life and (laughs) just like he will go with whatever cultural wave is rising in order to just keep the machine turning. And I'm like, that's a pretty sad existence. Ethan, who, who's this? Who's this? Ethan, Ethan Klein, uh, um, H3H3. Oh, this is the Hassan friend guy, right? Yeah. The, right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So I mean, sad. this Tate, so this Tate guy's like, he got popping off TikTok, right? You said TikTok? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, it was TikTok that made him viral, I'm pretty sure. TikTok is. is Fucked up, bro. It's MK Ultra, bro. It makes me so angry every time. It's elevating the most base of like human actions, like the most just like vile, (laughs) bro. It's It's like it, and I keep seeing it because it shows up on Twitter. People mm-hmm. keep posting fucking TikTok videos, bro. And I'm oh like, bro, God. if I wanted to see TikTok videos, I'd be on fucking TikTok. You know what I mean? Speak like, on it, is, dude. This shit is a fucking nightmare. Every I TikTok go out of my way to avoid sick. it, dude. I have people at work trying to talk about you want to watch this fucking TikTok video. I'm just telling them, nope, Mm-mm, not no. really, bro. I saw that shit today. I found out that shit has more traffic than fucking YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like YouTube has is. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Like YouTube is like like long form now. YouTube it's like is reading dead. A book. Yeah, YouTube is like, oh my god, I'm gonna watch an entire YouTube video. Like, holy shit! Oh, yeah. they even do shorts holy now. Shit. They do like yeah. seven yeah, second yeah, videos yeah. now. So the yeah, shorts are yeah. now being pushed because they're trying to compete with TikTok because they've lost. Yeah. It. And and the reason why TikTok model has so, been so corrosive to YouTube as a platform is because it doesn't just like show people short form videos it gets people addicted to only seeing short form videos so when they try to watch anything longer 
they can't like yep. i remember when tiktok initially came on the scene i wanted to see what like it was all about because i was like oh i need to be in touch with the zeitgeist and <laughs> uh, i had it for like a week and it was like rotted my core and mm -hmm. i remember my boyfriend like put a movie on and i like literally could not concentrate and it took me like a, nearly a month to like get back to in terms of being able to concentrate and like mm -hmm. watch long form things and yeah that really no, worries that shit is crazy yeah. it's literally it's evil literally evil like it's literally <laughs> yeah, yeah. demonic the the algorithm <laughs> is in, embodying it's capital and it's evil and demonic not just that <laughs> during that month when i had it it tracks your moods by showing you things um, that are emotional because it maps the like oh my god and then seeing how you, which ones you engage with yeah the ones times. you engage so if you're in a depressive mood it will show you Fuck. a lot of like weird self-help advice stuff and even Jeez. though this stuff isn't going into you consciously unconsciously you're imbibing all of this stuff mm -hmm. and then beauty tiktok is also really fucking toxic like i thought tumblr was toxic for young girls this is like tumblr on crack um Damn. as a young girl who like grew up using tumblr and like had eating disorders and shit like that um tiktok has given that culture an entirely new like shot of adrenaline in the mm -hmm. arm um it's wow. accelerationist shit but just applied to this specific mode yeah. like every form of mental illness you could possibly think of especially people who have those they'll you it'll recommend you videos based upon them and like it, it just sends you into this endless feedback loop, mm -hmm. addictive feedback loop of fixating on different like areas of it could drive someone mad, definitely. in my opinion. <laughs> like it really could. I think it's and driven this, a lot of people mad already. Oh, it definitely has. I know people that I, that I work with and stuff that spin literally. They talk about they go home and the first thing they do when they get home is spend about 30 minutes to an hour just watching TikTok videos. Yep. That's the first thing you do when you have free time for yourself after being a wage slave all day. What the fuck is that doing to your brain? Nothing good. No. Like, nothing good. But think about it. It's like it's designed to be hypnotic. It puts you mm -hmm. in a trance state and it, it lets you shut your brain down. Mm -hmm. like it pulls you out are, of reality. Yeah, it pulls you out of reality really quickly. And, like, when people are stressed and tired, the effort to, like, read a book or whatever it's like a lot less appealing when you have this like phone that will like show you an endless scroll of like aspirational and titillating like images <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and make you feel that you're part of the current moment. That's kind of the whole thing is that because TikTok yes. is so quick and like easily produced trendy. and trendy. And it's so trendy. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. It shows up on all these other platforms. Yeah. It'll be They're like, Oh, have you, have you seen this one TikTok? Like everyone's yeah. talking about that one fucking TikTok. It's Almost like, like a Twitter, or whatever. It was like what Twitter used to do. You watch yeah. used to be. And it's also like what Twitter did to like long form text is what um tiktok has done to like long form videos mm -hmm. so like that shit is crazy yeah and it's just that shit is really crazy yeah. and it's deterritorializing there's no context like it's it's really schizophrenic like oh the same yeah way that twitter decontextualizes everything and once people get onto this because it's a, like it's a level of consciousness mm -hmm. um and the way that you train your consciousness to operate is like important. So if you're training your consciousness to only function in the moment, and I don't mean in like the eternal moment in the good way, but I mean in the sort of base lower moment of your immediate needs and mm -hmm. desires or whatever, if your consciousness is constantly operating on that level and you're only engaging with culture on that level, like, of course it will be easy for the like 
powers that be to memory hole stuff. Literally, mm-hmm. in two years, oh, people yeah. won't even remember that COVID fucking existed. Yep. It's like a tool for control because people don't fucking think of the, the, the last thing they scrolled past is already fucking old news. Like ancient. Yeah. ancient. Yep. And I remember like yeah. I was reading something or watching something the other day where I think it was set in like the 19th century and like someone was complaining about how newspapers have made like news disposable and how people just throw newspapers away and there's no emphasis on preserving history and i'm like uh do you know where we are now where most of the people get like their news and opinions from twitter and like are scrolling they can't even watch movies they're watching second seven second videos it's changing the way that our brains like function and i know that's like a midwit take or whatever that people have said but but the midwits are right though in this yeah, the midwits are always right which is the truth the midwits are right no, it's 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 scary to me because i was late to social media i was late to a lot of like internet shit and like tiktok thing i'm just like oh what is this fucking bullshit i don't i don't want to see this i don't i'm just i've just been ignoring it mostly yeah but i'm just like damn i just keep seeing more and more of it i'm like i just thought it was like some vine shit like oh it'll pop up and then go away and it really feels like it's got more staying power i guess because they did vine with music i guess Mm -hmm. is the only twist Mm -hmm. but uh it seems like it's got more staying power and the algorithm is way more refined now dude it's got it's had like literally five to ten years on vine to work on that algorithm and incorporate what they've learned like through twitter and facebook and youtube literally like what you're working with in tiktok is like such a high level of like refined algorithmic just data just mining and working on it and almost just a mind on its own and it's just been teaching itself now for a long time and that combined with the fact that tiktok if you go through and read its user agreement has one of the most like expansive permissions of any app that you're going to get on any phone as far as what it gets permission to access on your phone Mm -hmm. Uh, like i know like all these apps are spying on you and tracking your cross app movement or whatever the fuck right obviously but like explicitly in tiktok they talk about the fact that they have access to all your keystrokes in the app or outside of the app so they can have every text message you're sending they know what you're sending if they wanted to like if they if they had the time or if the algorithm uh, which it does, uh, has the processing capability to take that and then work it into itself, uh, it is going to. And then also has access to your camera, to your like microphone, all the shit that like, was like the NSA thing everyone's worried about. Like TikTok is just saying they're doing all that and people are agreeing to it in their user agreement. I mean, Twitter and shit probably do very, very similar things, but it's not quite to the level of TikTok. <laughs> what Down. the fuck Down. i did not know that no i didn't know dude, that either this is where i really get luddite pilled i'm i'm, I'm leaning i'm telling you dude <laughs> I, I, it's literally the only thing to do it is literally the only way to combat like <laughs> what is going on the like acceleration that's going on is to disengage from it and i know that it's like counter to getting information out to people etc but like what, you, what we're doing is just refining it but Larry and Jihad when um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, like it's pretty crazy. But at the same time, it's like it's hard because it's like it's progress, quote unquote. And is it that we should continue progress, but like try to mitigate the areas where progress has caused problems as best as we can, or are we supposed to halt progress altogether? And I feel I feel like that's the primary like. I guess philosophical question at play beneath yeah, all. Yeah, I of think these. that's a 
I think that's a, a false divide, though, because I think what it is is the people propping up what we have right now as progress. Uh, and then people are saying, well, I don't want that anymore. So I guess I don't want progress anymore. But I think the real meat of the matter is that what we have is not progress. It's just eternal change. We're not progressing towards any fixed point right now. Uh, there's no end goal. There's no 10, 20, 50 year old year plan. The only way that you make progress towards something is when you have a destination that you're progressing towards. Otherwise, it's just movement and change. And so if you're not on a path towards something, you have no end goal. Are you making progress or are you just changing? And if you realize, well, maybe we're not actually progressing, we're just changing a lot. Maybe we should sit down and say, well, what is something that we do want to say is an end goal, how do we progress towards that? And how do we sit and look at what we are calling progress now and say, you know what, this actually isn't progressive towards that goal. And so maybe we try to write this path and get us turned back and put us on another one. Uh, I think that fundamentally, that's like the, the big, the big thing to do here. And I think that it's kind of bringing up like, that's where you're getting a lot of this, you know, return to tradition, stuff like that. Um, or not, it's because those people are trying to say like, oh, well, this progress just isn't right. Uh, and so we just got to stop progress. Uh, mm -hmm. Or people that are like saying, well, no, this is just eternal progress. So all the things that you don't like about it, you just got to suck it up because we're on the waves of progress and we're hitting, mm -hmm. you know, we're progressing no matter what. But really, I think that at the end of the day, it's just we don't actually, what we have is not progress, it's just change. And so until we have a goal that we want to, then we can't be progressing towards it. Um, and so it's just, it's just a matter of, is this good change or not really, you know, it's for people on a day to day basis. And I think in a lot of ways it's not. And so in that case, we can just kind of do away with the whole concept of calling these things progress or progressive and just say, you know, these are changes that we don't want. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, see, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, CH and I have this debate a lot because I'm, I'm more of the leaning on the fully automated commie end of things compared to COH, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think what we what we came to agree on is like the 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 purpose, like the purpose of it's all endless optimization. Obviously, that's all technology is. But like the purpose is is what matters. Mm. And like, I mean, obviously, they said the printing press was going to make everyone stupider and mm. the Internet, you know, and obviously there's downsides to all of it. But there's also like measurable good that com that came of, of it, obviously, that, that equates to like lives being you know, uh, saved still, or whatever. I still struggle to find the measurable good from TikTok, though. Um, yes. No, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> that's optimization yeah. in the sense of like of yeah. like not to any need or not to any functional that's what, thing. That's it's, kind of what Land says, and that's kind. I, but, uh, but obviously, Land's view is far more pessimistic. But he he says that like progress has gone to the point where it's like usurped even human need and like right. human nature and like. Right you know it's gotten to the point where we fuel the machine like it's not us right. if we're like in, in control of that we exist so that the machine exists type of thing it's very meta the metaverse shit yeah, yeah and he sort of saw it as like um an inevitability in that sense and that mm -hmm. it wasn't whether and it wasn't that whether or not we could negotiate progress at all it was just an inevitability so i guess the well, shit. accelerational right. accelerationist period is like sorry the accelerationist position is kind of like super kind of 
pessimistic from my understanding. Yes, with cuck brained bullshit. That's some fucking no agency in life bullshit. That's some free will doesn't exist ass bullshit. Fuck that, dude. You're a person. You have your own goddamn thoughts. You have free will. Go out and make decisions. Interact in the world. Sure, if that's this is just my like dumb dumb interpretation of it. So I don't. I want to make sure I'm being charitable. So everyone should obviously study whatever they want for themselves but from my interpretation of it i saw it as like a very kind of nihilistic philosophy that kind of embraces i think it is embraces um what they view as the inevitable impact of capitalism uh and they see everybody who is attempting to mitigate it as like engaging in futile effort yeah Um, yeah and i don't a lot of them are they're right a lot like a lot of the criticisms that nick land made and other philosophers from all kinds of different ilks make about like the failures of the left are true um and it's sad too so it's not like you can be like oh they don't believe in in um they don't believe in this like thing that exists that could mitigate the problems because that's not around either so it's like that i don't i don't think that that doesn't have the potential to be a thing but i i I also acknowledge that it's not right now so it's like you know (laughs) what are those i think I think his basis, like fundamental idea that we are right now kind of fueling, like our main existence is generally just kind of fueling the machine of capital um, and that that's kind of just rolling over and incorporating all of us into it. And we're essentially kind of building capital, its own body and its own force um, and allowing it to get to a point where it could become unstoppable or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, but I think it's like at the end of the day, I think that, uh, human beings and humanity as a whole because i think human human humanity is a reflection of human beings and vice versa um i think that we're constantly at a crossroads where we're able to make decisions to go one way or another and i think that as a whole uh i don't believe in being trapped in causal chains that you are not able to escape from uh i believe fundamentally that there are ways that uh, we could change the nature of life as far as where we're heading and I think that it's important to have a philosophy that uh, actually believes that and encapsulates exactly. that concept. Otherwise, you don't have a functional philosophy in, in just life generally, because uh, it's just it's just an indecision. It's just not constant non doing, which is that's nothing. Exactly. Like I wish I could do the Alex Jones voice, where it's like I believe in the human spirit. Yeah, like, <laughs> I For do. Real. I do believe in the human spirit, but like at the same time, I'm. I also have like a morbid fascination with the, um, I guess, philosophies that have come about because of disillusionment. And I also have the humility of understanding that the way a lot of this stuff has unfolded, like it happened long before I was even cognizant of like politics or philosophy or culture or any of that stuff. Like, you know, this whole arc has been going on for a long time. And despite like, like I understand like one can believe in the human spirit and I I guess my reservation is that like a lack of quote-unquote pure ideology is often mistaken by people as like a lack of motivation or convictions (laughs) um it's it's like when you're you're somebody who doesn't support the current thing and then you meet someone else who doesn't too but then it's only because they're like nursing some other form of delusion if you know what I mean like it's hard to keep like a smooth, clean brain, like an open mind oh, um, yeah. and not be poisoned by or weighed down by the failures of uh, the principles that you are aligned with um, 
while also staying true to those principles at the same time. Like it's it's difficult. It's a difficult balance to strike. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I don't think I don't think that anyone needs to particularly expose uh, or you know hold a quote unquote pure ideology or need to get down to the basis of one. Um, I think that people you know learn and change uh, given new information about the world around them and how it impacts their lives. And I think that that's only human and natural. And I think that naturally uh, you're going to have, you know, ideologies that may change in accordance with that. I think that there are still fundamentally uh, core values that people can hold in principles um, that should remain unchanged generally. Um, and I think that my problem is not so much with like not having a set ideology, but my problem is one of having an ideology of helplessness. Uh, or an ideology of uh, inaction, or one of, you know, we can't do anything. That's one that, that's in that place. Alright, that was part one of our episode. If you'd like to listen to part two, you can find that at patreon.com slash fedpost. Thanks for listening.